Find yourself in the Beachview area of Pittsburgh? Check out the official pizza of this show, Slice on Broadway, sharing an abnormal obsession with pizza we can relate to. Check them out at sliceonbroadway.com and tell them this show sent you. Want to have your business or podcast featured on the show? Contact us at info at sorgatronmedia.com. Subject line, advertising. Hey guys, it's the Indie Mayhem Show, episode 20. I am Mike Sorgs at Sorgatron on the Twitter, broadcasting live from the uh, Mayhem Studios here in Pittsburgh, PA. Uh, of course, myself, a video producer, works a lot with some local companies such as the IWC, the RWA, and the area. We'll talk about them a little bit later, but with me is my buddy to talk some indie wrestling with. He's down there in Texas works with the great inspire pro wrestling as a, a commentator for them here's Eamon at Eamon to please on the twitters how you doing sir i am doing fantastic Zorgatron. Awesome. i am excited so I'm excited to talk about indie wrestling once again yes and we'll be talking about actually the company you work with a good bit uh here but first of all a little bit of business of course hey thanks a lot to basic sickness check out free stuff over at basicsickness.com of course he provides that introduction for this and the wrestling mayhem show so if you, you like uh, some of that music uh, go check it out there basicsickness.com and of course you can find out this more episodes of this, the Indie Mayhem Show, and other shows, including the Wrestling Mayhem Show proper, the TNA and uh, Raw wrap-up shows, uh, if you're into that stuff, uh, over at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. You can find this show, the Indie Mayhem Show, on iTunes, on Stitcher, on YouTube, on Spreaker, on iHeartRadio, if you have that app. We're in the mix there as well. And I know there's a lot of people popping up. We had a lot of listeners on iHeartRadio and Stitcher apps last week. Keep it up. Tell your friends. Share it. Star it. Heart it. Whatever that is, comment on it. Let us know what you think about the people that we're interviewing. And if you have any ideas of what we should be talking about, who we should be talking about in the indies, any topics about the indies in our discussion portion of the show uh, later on, you can hit us up to that email address, goodtimes at wrestlingmayhemshow.com. We actually got an email this week. We talk about some Chikara, so we'll touch base on that as well. 412-206-WMS0. If you'd like to leave us a message on the hotline, you can do that as well. We're at Mayhem Show on the Twitters. Uh, we're Wrestling Mayhem Show on Facebook, on Google+. The Re- Wrestling Mayhem Show group on Facebook is a great place for you to discuss with us. we got, uh, I think, almost 400 people on there. Uh, and, and, and plenty adding all the time and a lot of great talk going on uh of course and you can join us here tuesdays 11 p.m eastern time at live.sorgatronmedia.com and you can join us in the chat room for everybody stick around with us because we get started way early here about uh, uh of course that was eastern time 10 p.m i keep forgetting we have central people <laughs> involved with the show yes we do sorry they need love for their messed up time zones. That's right. You know, I, I just need more time zones to work with so I can keep going later and later in the night with more shows. Because that makes sense. As Absolutely. we can tell as we were setting up, I'm completely up for that. So, <laughs> so let's get started. Who are we talking with this week, Eamon? Well, this week it was my turn to pick a guest, and a lot of times uh, on this Indie Mayhem show I've gotten to uh, discuss independent wrestling with the people that I've had the pleasure of working with at Inspire Pro Wrestling. Uh, that's another case this week. I have the pleasure of being joined by one of the co Oh. So we lost Eamon. If you want to introduce yourself, sir. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, I'm one of the co-owners of Inspire Pro with um, Justin Bissonette and Max Meehan out of Austin, Texas. Because that's the easiest way to introduce myself. My name's Josh Montgomery. <laughs> awesome. I think do we, we do. I think we have Eamon back. Eamon, are you back? Am I back? Okay. I didn't know where go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, you're skipping out a little bit. I don't know if we're having a Wi-Fi problem with you or something. So, so we'll we'll work with that as we go here. But uh, uh, this is on the night of the podcast. Good. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh, there goes this video. Um, you're there. You're there. <laughs> I'm here. So let's talk with uh, Josh. Uh, Josh, the question I guess we always ask people uh, when we uh, have anyone on the show is, uh, what is your first uh, pro wrestling memory? My first pro wrestling memory was um, I tuned into a Monday Night Nitro whenever I was in fourth grade, and a hype video came on hyping up uh Ric Flair versus Sting versus DDP versus Hulk Hogan with Randy Savage as a special guest referee. I believe it's Spring Stampede 1999. Wow. Very nice. Too long, yeah. guys. I, I, we always, I know we always – I love getting the answers from people because a lot of times, especially with indie wrestling, you have people that uh, – a lot of people start because you, they're fans of it and stuff like that, and you always get uh, sort of – different eras and, and different characters that they got into. So, so that, that's really cool. So to go into that, uh, what sort of persuaded you? Cause I know for those as a professional wrestler, uh, uh, what, what did you, um, what encouraged you, I guess, to start, uh, I only heard about half of that question. <laughs> well, I, I think, I think what urged you to start into, uh, uh, the road into pro wrestling as you are. Um, uh, I don't know. I just started watching it religiously in uh, about fourth grade, like I said. And um, I actually uh, lived in a really small town called Graham, Texas, which maybe has about 9,000 people on a good day. And I saw an ad for a show called Asylum Championship Wrestling, uh, which was about an hour away. And I just started going and bugging the promoter about what I could do to become a wrestler and uh, refereed, ran sound, filmed, and did pretty much everything I could for a while until he finally agreed to train me. Cool. I'm assuming I'm back. Um, yep. So, so starting from there, uh, what what is some of, I guess, the stuff you learned in sort of the early years of training uh, and, and some of the stuff that sort of, you know, um, the training? Hey, I'll repeat the last part there, Eamon. <laughs> Live podcasting. Uh, the aspect of uh, the difficulty, I guess, when it came to training. I know a lot of people talk about you know the stuff that goes into you know training to become a professional wrestler. Um, it really wasn't as difficult as it should have been because uh, we only got to train maybe once a week, and like the the two guys that trained me, uh, Brandon Bishop and Matt Garza. Um, they were they were both really talented, but they were mainly training me and maybe three or four other people to basically just have a spot on the show. Like, I guess they were short-handed or something. I don't I don't know. But, uh, like I like everyone always talks about. Oh, we did push-ups and squats and sit-ups, and I I actually never really did any of those in my training until I got I guess retrained by uh, um, uh, Lee Coslow a few years later who 
uh, had just graduated from the uh, the FCW program in uh, in WV, like he did the beginners class. Awesome, cool. So, uh, uh, sort of, your, you mentioned like how it was sort of treating you to almost to get on pro wrestling. Well, how what was the process? I guess getting you to the point of having your first ever wrestling match because for those that you, you did uh, have a bit of a career as a professional wrestler under the name uh, Chuck Martin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the process was I trained for six months under uh, Brandon Bishop and Matt Garza. We started in a ring in my friend Rodney's backyard because Rodney had had, had inherited a, a sum of money from his grandmother and he he kind of liked wrestling, but he kind of didn't. But I somehow conned him into buying a ring from High Spots. So uh, trained there for a while. Then we trained in an old furniture store, and um, actually, one of the other students from the program decided he was going to open up a wrestling promotion. And my very first night as a wrestler was also my very first night as a booker. Yeah, so we were going to talk about that too. I wanted to mention you, yeah. you sort of got thrusted into the world of booking. I'm sorry, there's something else on the line. Go ahead, Amy. <laughs> uh, what was that like? Uh, but the idea of, you know, you were thrust into it very early, the idea of booking professional wrestling, you know, while you were still sort of very young in your career. Yeah, very young in general. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, very young in general, actually. It was uh, 17 years old. Uh, actually, I think it was, no, it was 17. 17 years old, uh, booking in, uh, my first show and wrestling my first match all in the same night. So the idea that you were sort of um, promoting and booking shows at a very young age, what sort of uh, made you or sort of uh, allowed you to get into that spot very early in your career? Um, one of the guys that was in the same training class that I was decided that he was going to open up his own promotion in, uh, our hometown, our hometown of Graham, Texas. And, um, it basically came down to, I knew the scene a little bit better than, than everyone else. Like I would go up to, to PCW in Arlington and, uh, XCW in, in Denton, Texas, and kind of knew some of those guys and then had, done some ring announcing and commentating elsewhere and so he really just needed someone to recommend a talent because he maybe had been to three or four indie shows while i was going to them every single weekend so oh. about a month before the show he was like hey i have two matches booked i'm gonna need you to finish the rest of this for me <laughs> awesome so and did you find it challenging in a sense uh, and sort of like comparing or contracting the challenges of being a girl as opposed to being a, a professional wrestler? It was it was very challenging, especially at 17. A lot of guys would uh, would quote me at ridiculously high prices or uh, <laughs> try to politic me because, I mean, I was 17 and they thought they could get away with it. Uh, one of the few people who was actually just – always easy to deal with across the board was uh was jt lamada and i have a, a lot of loyalty and just love and respect for him for that because a lot of people tried to run me over in my first year and i guess it's the idea that you know we've talked about the past about how you know in wrestling in general but now obviously also in indie wrestling you sort of have to have a thick skin in a sense 
to where yeah. like you like you don't know, have those. Oh no. Uh, let's go with a bit of that actually. Uh, what was it like, sort of pulling off that uh, that gimmick in a sense? Can you can you describe that uh, uh, in in a few words? I, you cut out halfway through. Uh, what gimmick do you need me to uh, describe? The, uh, the Jim Candy Chuck Martin gimmick. <laughs> um, I had kind of worked off and on for about two or three years, just doing like the Chuck Martin name, and there wasn't really a lot of personality or. Uh, or really anything behind it. I was just lucky to get booked for a while. And um, the guy that's now known as Mr. Justine, uh, Bryce Jones, asked me to, to come up with something that we could build into because I was doing uh, I was doing weekly Friday night shows for him in Kemp, Texas. <laughs> and so I wanted to do something like really over the top, just almost flamboyant. And so I started watching... Uh, a little bit of um, like the Simon Dean stuff that they ran on SmackDown for a while, and I thought it was hilarious that it got and they got cut off way too soon. So uh, I just started doing that before I ever actually was into lifting weights. I don't think I ever actually touched a weight really during the entire run of my Jim Car Candy character, which is kind of <laughs> ironic. It was more of a facade or a farce that that was the the gimmick name when everybody had probably zero muscle at that point in time. And very ironic for anyone that doesn't know Josh. Uh, definitely known for, uh, for posting <laughs> stuff about the uh, the uh, so-called hashtag gain train. Uh, so, <laughs> so definitely a transformation in a sense. Um, so we talked about you sort of your earlier start and and your stuff from very young. Um, fast forward to 2013 and the stuff I just want to talk about you in depth about uh, how did you come to work and and really co-found in a sense uh, as a pro. Um, the idea existed in 2012. I, I worked, I had worked as assistant booker with, um, with Bryce Jones at, uh, at NTWA, um, Onslaught at the time. And, uh, then assistant booker with Scotty Master Blaster at Pro Wrestling Onslaught. And, uh, I was just kind of frustrated, not with that, but I, I really wanted to give, uh, to try to work with some different people and really just give uh, a lot of the, the really talented guys in Texas, like a really, um, just a better platform for them to, to showcase their abilities at. And, um, I quit wrestling full time, uh, started working, building explosives in the oil field. That's my day job, I guess. And had had some extra money and decided I was going to start running shows, had talked to Biss and, we decided, well, let's let's get this started. Uh, a few things happened, some setbacks, and we pressed pause for a little bit. And then I'm wanting to say in May of 2013, this is like, hey, um, I have this guy, Max, you need to meet. We need to start talking to him. I really think he could be great as a booker. And, and I, I had no clue who Max was. And I was really skeptical at first because Max didn't have any wrestling experience at all, which mm -hmm. is kind of frowned upon in, in wrestling and one thing led to another and like may of 2013 became you need to talk to this guy max and then june of 2013 became we're running a show in july <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's a quick, quick movement 
yeah, it all really just kind of fell into place. Like I didn't know who we were going to have, who was going to be there, who wasn't and all that. And it was, it was literally like just the perfect storm of, of just everything falling into place. Well, like this is like, Oh, I've got this guy. Every time I talk to you or to this, like, well, are you going to commentate? He's like, no, I got this guy EA on. I was like, that, that can't be <laughs> like, what are you, how do you, like, what is that? And, He's like, no, I got this guy Yamon. He can do, he can do, uh, he can do commentary, and he he put over Brandon to me, but I never, I'd never met or seen Brandon, and um, from there, uh, everything just happened. Like, I, I wish there was some like search that I did to find everyone or anything, but this just kind of knew a bunch of people and recommended them to me, and I went off trust. Awesome, and uh, thank you for that, honestly. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, Inspire Pro, you know. Almost a year we've been, we've been going, and I, I like to think it's grown a great deal and, and, and has attracted sort of a real following, I think, in Austin. Um, yeah. And you mentioned, you know, working on sort of like, um, not even uh, the sense of like, so, so you sort of like the smaller shows, I guess you can say. Um, uh, how, how's, how's it feel getting to work and, and promote a, a company that's sort of, I guess, a bit larger in, in scale, I guess you could say? It's, it's awesome. It's, um, I've never, never been involved with anything of this magnitude i think by the the third show we drew more than i'd ever drawn between running and booking uh total texas wrestling ngwa onslaught pro wrestling onslaught and then like one or two other little spot shows that i'd done it was like I, i'd never i couldn't have fathomed drawing that much that quick you know i mean there there are shows in texas that run weekly or monthly for years and have yet to break 200 people you know i mean you know you've been to shows around here yeah definitely so it i think we've grown a great deal and it's it's been fun to see the process of and and being someone that wasn't in wrestling and then sort of coming in as a fan seeing the process of how everything comes together um uh with you just you bis and max like it's it's really it's really interesting stuff and and it's cool i guess in a sense to see i mean That we're able to get it. Is he cutting out on your end as well? Yes, he is. I'm, so, I'm, okay. I'm just kind of hoping he comes back. <laughs> okay. And he's gone. Well, you know, I, we're talking about Inspire Pro. I, I can take over a little bit here yeah. until he comes back. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I've been kind of watching from afar, of course, seeing uh, some of the YouTube videos and everything uh, uh, here and there, hearing Eamon, uh, from Eamon's side of how everything's going. Um, and I know you guys have uh, some of the more interesting cast of characters, uh, <laughs> I think, going on, you know, aside from maybe Chikara, uh, for once. I know I was showing <laughs> this interesting picture of uh, somebody getting stabbed with a ruler, for instance, things like the Great the Great uh, Depression. I, I forget... Was there a red mist or something? The one that you guys were sending Eamon into the basement or something to interview? Red, I, I know I uh, saw. Red, red, red scare. Red scare. Red scare. That's right. Um, so I mean, what I mean, what uh, uh, what leads to this sort of uh, uh, collection? I guess you can say of uh, 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 of, uh, of of characters going on there. Um, I wish I could tell you. Um... <laughs> I, I had never seen Great Depression or Paige Turner, our wrestling librarian, until 
they showed up at Inspire Pro. I um, Max, the the main booker, had told me about both of them, and I was a little skeptical at first because they're very unique and uh, a little, uh, I guess, unconventional characters, but it works. <laughs> Exactly, and definitely kind of sticks out a bit more. <laughs> There's nothing, oh, no, nothing like that up, up, up this way. So not, not very cookie cutter. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. Um, so, I mean, uh, tell us about uh, a little bit. You, you guys have also, uh, uh, from what I'm seeing, attracted a lot of, and very quickly too, uh, attracted a lot of uh, kind of, uh, you know, what I would I qualify as like kind of top indie talent. You guys have had Chris Hero, uh, Ray yeah. Rowe, who's been a favorite we've had up here in the Pittsburgh and Cleveland area. Now he's oh, all great. years in oh, Texas. Great. Oh my God. Uh, lately, Shane Taylor coming down there. Um, um, you know, kind of along the same vein. Um, what do you What do you attribute to? I mean, is it is it something about you guys that it's attracting them? Uh, and how much has that helped versus uh, any kind of local homegrown talent you guys might be working with? I think it's a it's a unique mix of things. Um, I don't know. Well, I, I do know how we we've just uh, we started with booking Chuck Taylor, and really we just did that to to give the fans in Austin the chance to see like a Dragon Gate or a Chikara star that they've never seen before. And then from there, we just kept running quality shows until the opportunity came to get Chris Hero. And we've had Ray Rose since the second show. I mean, it's just nice. uh, we just um, we're wanting to be able to give to give our local guys like a, like a Mike Dell or a Ricky Starks or a Jordan Jensen or what have you a, sh a chance to be able to work with uh, guys on that national level because they're never going to get to that level until they've experienced being in the ring with guys like that. Yeah. Uh, hey man, we were, uh, since you since you popped out there, uh, we were, we were just talking about like attracting that top talent, like the Chris Heroes and everything. Mm -hmm. So I want to give you an opportunity to, to drop back into your line of questioning here. <laughs> Or not? That's well, that's one thing I wanted to talk about. It, am I? You're breaking up pretty good, Eamon, You know what? Put your questions in the doc, and I'll I'll uh, uh, pass them <laughs> along here since we're having some problems here. Will do. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I'll go to. Uh, I know you got a follow up for that, there, Eamon. Go ahead and put it in the doc. I'll take care of it. Uh, but uh, one big thing, when we kind of the common thread we have, other than kind of how you got your start and everything. Uh, is uh, uh, you know you've been at this for a little bit and and, and you know have, have a different insight being you know on this side of of uh, putting a show together. So what's your kind of favorite thing and your least favorite thing so far about pro wrestling uh, uh, from your angle of things? As far as uh, as far as running shows, yeah, yeah. My least favorite thing is getting a phone call the night before at around 9 or 10 p.m. saying, hey, man, I can't make it for this reason or that reason. That is my least favorite thing in the world. I want to pull my hair out. Um, I just wish everyone would show up to the shows. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, on that side, and, and, and again, I've never really picked somebody's brain on this side of things. There are for the most part, no contracts in pro wrestling, right? No. In indie wrestling. No, absolutely not. not. Not on this level. I mean, I'm not Yeah. I'm not paying anyone's bills, you know. There's no there's no contract or set way, set I mean, they know what they're going to make coming into the show, but I mean, I don't think anyone should be signing a contract unless I can pay their light bill and their rent, you know. Yeah, exactly. 
exactly. So I mean, it's, so it's kind of hard to kind of enforce, you know, when that stuff happens, you know. Yeah. But it, but it does kind of stink when they're on the poster. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so okay. What's the, what's the worst thing? Of course, I mean, I, I I would think there'd be a certain level of stress going to every show, considering that. Yes, there there definitely is, and I would say the best thing is um, it's a tie between seeing something play out that I've I've questioned, like like I'll ask Max, are you really sure that that's gonna work? Like, is this is this really going to get over as big as it should? And every single time I'm I'm wrong, and I love being wrong. It's Max <laughs> pulls magic out of nowhere, and then my other favorite thing is whenever we have somebody cancel, and we somehow make whatever we were going to have them do into something bigger and better nice nice excellent uh one of the questions from the uh lost in the internet amen uh <laughs> what's one talent you would want to see in an inspire pro kind of leading off what we were talking about with uh hero and all the other guys one talent um locally i would like to see um i'd like to see tim storm in inspire pro i don't know you're probably not too familiar with him. He's a he's a veteran of the Texas scene down here, and I think he has just really good, solid work. And isn't he's good, but he's not really like that indie style of good. He has a more of an old school style, and I think it could actually I think it actually blend really well into Inspire Pro. And as far as on a national level, I really want to see. Um, I had a conversation about this earlier today. Um, I want to see Chris Dickinson in Inspire Pro. And I want to see the CZW Tag Team Champions, but I've forgotten their name currently. <laughs> awesome. Eamon, Eamon would probably know way better than that, but I saw them. I'm not lost on the internet. I believe that's a, that's a juicy product, JT. Yeah. Who, who I've heard a lot of good things about. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. He had enough going on to get that, that in. <laughs> <laughs> he overpowers the internet when he has to get the wrestling knowledge out there. Right. <laughs> we found. So, awesome. Hey, man, if you're in there, you got you got you got another quick question. Well, I guess the well, it's the sort of question is that we have an upcoming show this weekend, May 25th, back at the Marquesa. Um, my question, I guess I can phrase it as, how excited are you, Josh, for this event? Because I know I am. I know a lot of people are. So, I'm really excited for this event because there's going to be a lot of things and and people on it that I've never seen before. I can. Uh, let me go to my WordPad sheet file here to look at the card. I have never seen at least what well, I can count down how many of the girls I've ever seen work. One, two, three, four. I've never seen five of the girls that we have on this XXD card work for. So I'm really just expecting to be blown away by it. Um, we have Great Depression versus Honky Kong. And every time I ask someone, <laughs> like, hey, what's this Honky Kong thing about? I get kind of a vague answer. So I'm, I'm really excited to see how that goes. Trust me, there is nothing vague when, about Honky Kong. That man is, <laughs> that man is right there. And he's, he's every representation of it. So, no, Great. I'm very excited for that. Uh, uh, definitely all the women's talent and even matches like to get to put on Jojo Bravo Tadasuke, which is yeah. kind of, I think like a real dream match in a sense. Like there's, I think there's a lot of really cool stuff. On this I, am, I am beyond excited for the uh, Ricky Starks, Barrett Brown, mm -hmm. Sammy a ladder match. That is going to, I, I have to see that. Like, I don't want to be, I, I don't want to be anywhere but running sound during that match. 
<laughs> very upset if I have to go to the back and take care of anything. Like that is the one match that I just have to sit down and watch. Awesome. Definitely. There's a lot of good stuff. We'll get into that uh, a bit later uh, when we talk about some of the indie events coming up this weekend. Uh, but I guess I, I can close it saying if uh, if people can follow you on the internet or if they can follow Inspire Pro on the internet, where, where can they find you? Um, if you want to follow me on the internet, I'm on Facebook as Joshua Lee Montgomery. And that is about it. I... <laughs> I have an Instagram, but I really don't use it that often. I don't have a Twitter. Um, you probably know the uh, the URLs for the Inspire Pro Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook <laughs> better than I do. So why don't you plug that for me right now? That's, that's, that's probably a good idea. InspireProWrestling.com, uh, Twitter at InspireProRes, or Facebook.com, InspireProWrestling. Uh, Instagram, we got an Instagram, InspireProWrestling. Uh, and more importantly, our YouTube channel, Inspire Pro Video, because that's where you can hear me talk. <laughs> right. And I would be good if you watch that. But um, no, and uh, it's great talking to you about sort of your wrestling uh, career and stuff you're yeah. doing. Uh, hope you can join us for a bit of a discussion that we're going to be having. Uh, to, so feel free to chime in on anything uh, that we're, we're uh, talking about. Sure. Um, so, Sorg, you ready to discuss some independent wrestling? Yes, and actually, I brought some friends with me. Uh, of course. We had, I think I mentioned last week we had a little bit of a triple booking around here. Uh, Sorg, you are so oh in the in God. the uh, in the need in professional wrestling. You got triple booked. And then some, and then some. Of course, I've been having some problems with the local IWC RWA double booking over each other. So we've had to split crews several times this year. Thankfully, I think this is the last time we're going to have to do it for the rest of this calendar year. Uh, so great. I get to enjoy all of it. I get to be involved in all of it. I hate having to do the split shows, but unfortunately, if they're not going to look at each other's schedules, there's nothing I can do about it. Um, but thankfully, we got a great crew. Uh, a lot of people stepped up and, and made sure we could do it. And I got a third booking as my yearly dance recital filming back home for my cousin's uh, uh, dance academy uh, came up. And that's always a big event that I can't uh, really hand off to anybody. So I got to skip <laughs> wrestling and watch kids and teenagers uh, in cute costumes dance. Uh, so no, I enjoy it. It's a fun, uh, it's a fun time. And, uh, I do enjoy that my cousin who's about my age, uh, uh ends up putting about, uh, uh, three Marilyn Manson covers, uh, as part of the selection. This is a dance. We're talking, there's ballet on this thing. Right. right? And then, then my there's dad, my dad would always make me go to those for my little sister and my little sister would be like, Oh, I just, just have a little five minute dance. My dad would be like, Oh, I'll just take like a, maybe 30 minutes or so. And we'd always be there for like four or five hours. Oh no, yo, this thing's over two hours. This, there yeah. were 40, I think 44 numbers collectively, but they always have fun. Like just like to see what kind of crazy stuff they do with costumes. Sometimes they, this is so off the beaten path of pro wrestling. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but you know, I think you learn a little bit from this too. Uh, there's they, they had a couple lights out, um, and they make these suits out of uh, 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 what do you call them? The little light up sticks, you know. Uh, you know, like DX used to have a couple years ago, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and it's, it's a pretty good spectacle, and and, and a lot of fun. A good, good if you appreciate music. Anyways, so that's why I didn't see any wrestling. But to join me, first of all, uh, let's talk uh, some uh, uh, RWA, actually. Uh, he's been on the show before, uh, talking with this and uh, helping with some of the interviews uh, previously. Uh, Wheels has joined us. Let me turn up his mic here. How you doing, sir? 
Good, good. Can you hear me all right? Yes, sir. I can. Yes, I can. Now, I did get a little bit of uh, what's going on with RWA, some crazy stuff. Uh, but generally, for anybody who you know, maybe doesn't know, you know, probably doesn't know all the wrestlers and stuff, um, I understand the main event, and I always love when you guys do this. Sometimes you guys let the singles uh, heavyweight belt kind of step aside, and uh, and you did, you're not afraid to do that. And, and uh, your tag team match actually let, uh, headed the card, of course, with Great Generation Dead, with Gory and uh, G-Raver, who's been who've been having tremendous matches there and other places around uh, with this more kind of gothy look going on. Uh, uh, tell me, how, how did that come off against Wild West, who returned, who had some great uh, TLC matches uh, with uh, Juice Jennings and Joey Vengeance last year? Yeah, uh, honestly, like you said, we ended the show with a spectacular, in my eyes, main event with our tag team champions of Generation Dead, Gorian Raver, which the crowd loves tremendously. You'd expect little kids to be afraid of something known as Generation <laughs> Dead, just the way they look. Mm. I mean, Sorg, you've seen them. That's a look that if I was little, maybe back then in my age, I'd be like, um, I don't want their autograph. I'm scared of them. Yeah. These kids run up to them. And the greatest thing, oh, I, I know. And the greatest thing is, is every time there's a show, and, and not just yours, but after us, there's always a bunch popping, a bunch of pictures popping up on uh, on Gory's Instagram that are, are tremendous and disgusting. And <laughs> you talk about, oh, I mean, it, it's it's crazy. I mean, like you said, you see Gory's pictures, you see Raver's pictures, and I mean, I before the show even started, I'm seeing kids walking around with the little. Uh, masks on their face already i'm like this is something that is good and bad because it makes me sit there and think what is this generation coming to when your heroes are guys in hazmat type masks <laughs> and spewing blood and everything but it it's what that in a way i think it sells it's what the kids do like and i'm glad and like you said with Wild West. Wild West came in to answer an open challenge. They didn't come through the curtain. I didn't get to hit music because, one, I didn't know they were coming. They came through the back door of that gym where we had the shows and attacked Generation Dead. Yes, they promoted a video on the RWA website, but we weren't really expecting them. Mm -hmm. And they tore the house down in a non-title match. No Winner, no loser. They just flew all over that gym. I mean, you've seen a gym. You know it's not that big to be flying around in. Mm -hmm. But they did very well. I mean, so. so and uh, I was really proud of both teams. Awesome. I can't wait to check out that match. I, of course, I got you, all three shows to edit, so I, I'm hoping I can get to that real soon. <laughs> uh, but, uh, of course, uh, and, and, of course, you guys did start off with a title match, kind of an impromptu thing. Uh, Ryan Edmonds, yeah. uh, Lodi, uh, kind of turning things around a bit. And of course, Ryan Edmonds, uh, uh with the belt, uh, who we've had on a uh, wrestling man show before, um, has exceeded any expectations as far as getting the crowd to effing hate him. Uh, but and, now, and it's funny you said that sword. Now it's like he's had the crowd hate him so bad that they wanted him back and just at salute to the troops. You were there, sword. That crowd got what they wanted, and he came back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. At this, at the beginning of the show this past Saturday, it was so bad. Lodi turned on the crowd. 
before wanting him back, Edmonds back so bad. And the crowd like went crazy when Lodi said, fine, you and me in a heavyweight title match, whatever. And as you said, Edmonds, heavyweight champion again. Here's another shot. It looks like they got a time-lapse shot here of the Generation Dead match. Uh, it looks like it's from uh, this past weekend. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, so- yeah it, it, it was a very interesting show to come off of, like the big show of Salute to the Troops. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like a WrestleMania going into a Raw. I mean, so you're building up more. We had two new guys come in at this show that the crowd really enjoyed. So awesome. I... So I can't wait for uh, Unleashed 6, which is June 17th. So, no, June 14th. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I mean, same night as uh, okay. Super Indie. Unfortunately, unfortunately, last night, hopefully, that I'll have to double book and miss you guys for a while. Uh, so. Yes. I was going to say, June 17th is a Tuesday event, so then you're double booking with us. And I'm not a fan of that. Really. <laughs> no, no. We're not going to either, Damon. We're not going to double book against... Uh, your company. I mean, it's yeah, not our fault. I mean, there's so many weekends in a month that yes. somebody's going to run over somebody. So hopefully, like I said, this will be the last time that Sorgatron Media will be split this bad. Maybe we can maybe we can work on a truce for the two companies next year so I don't have to deal with this. <laughs> yes, <Running> yes. <laughs> so... Yeah. Anyways, uh, uh, with that, you know, let me toss over. Thanks, Wheels, for joining us. Uh, let us know. Uh, of course, Wheels does, hey, a, does a, a great job. He actually does the audio for RWA over there. He's involved with it pretty heavily. Uh, but above all, he's still he's still a fan. He's out there watching. <laughs> with the, with oh the, yeah, and we're I'm, I'm a fan of every indie wrestling I can get into. I mean, I've looked at Inspire Pro thanks to Eamon, and I've enjoyed that product down there. So thank you, Eamon, for getting me into your company and enjoying that stuff. I mean, it's good to watch other places yeah. to get ideas even. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can't be in a fishbowl uh, as far as that stuff. I mean, God, I watch everything just to get ideas to hopefully improve my production, you know. Um, yeah. And I know, I know what Lex has been doing with the guys with Inspire has been really interesting. It's making me kind of think, oh, why can I do a little bit differently? Be a little more interesting, you know. <laughs> well, so, yeah, I, sometimes my hands are tied. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Uh, with that, we also have, uh, of course, IWC had a show uh, practically up the road of White, White Oak with the Road to Super Indie. Uh, sound like a lot of cool stuff happened. And, and from the sounds of it, I'm guessing, uh, well, I, there's two two major things on the card. Of course, Jimmy Nuts who you might have seen recently as a cheeseburger in the Exotic Express on WWE Raw, uh, uh, had a pretty cool, from the sounds of it, two out of three. It was the week after we had him on the show. It was. It was the Mayhem Bump. We bumped him up to a WWE cheeseburger. So uh, so for what what you will. Um, Hey, you know, another... Kind of, you, I want to talk about bumps on the podcast. Someone we had as a guest early on in the Awesome Cast just announced they they just raised uh, ten million dollars in Series B startup funding. So uh, I so mean, I, real, I, I mean, we're we're making dreams come true all over the place here at Sorgatron <laughs> Media. Uh, so, uh, but Riz, uh, what? So tell me about Road to Super Indie, their main event, Nuts and Brooks. I can watch Joseph Brooks and uh, Jimmy Nuts wrestle. 100 times <laughs> and i will not be angry about it all right those two are amazing in the ring together um yeah the, the two out of three falls was a, a culmination between the two got the two uh 
former tag team. Uh, and like, like you said, Sorg, it's a, it was a pretty cool match to see. Mm-hmm. Um, having, let's see, who was it? It was the bar handcuffed to uh, Plummer, <laughs> Justin Plummer. <laughs> is that a, and, is that a, could also constitute as a bump sword? I, I don't know about that one. <laughs> well, he did not get knocked down. Okay. So that, that, that is a step up. Um, but, and you had John McChesney who, um, who is still one of my favorite wrestlers in the in the IWC right now? Um, handcuffed to a post, and in this two out of three falls, it was pretty much a Labar versus Norm Connors thing. Norm Connors, for those who don't know, uh, was the former promoter of uh, IWC, and what they did was they both handed in a card. Or no, Norm handed in a card saying what his match would be if Jimmy Nuts won a match. And then uh, LeBar would have picked the neck, the stipulation if uh, Brooks won his match. So Brooks won his match, and LeBar picked a no disqualification match, which was a match in itself. And uh, actually... Nuts won that match, and it turned into a last-man-standing match. And it even got crazier in that one. I'm not going to spoil anything for you guys, but um, they did announce for that, for Super Indie itself, there will be a Jimmy Nuts versus John McChesney unsanctioned street fight. Nice. Very nice. Which is awesome. Um, but, yeah, like you like you said, Sorg, uh, I can't say enough about what those two do in that ring. They 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 put out they put out three quality matches in one night, mm-hmm. and one used to dress up like a cheeseburger. <laughs> Once, um, well, even worse, he used to dress up in a pink frilly uh, tights, as we talked about yes. on the show here a few weeks ago. So, but it, other than the the uh, that main event, which was awesome. The whole card itself was a lead up to the big show, Super Indie, mm-hmm. uh, and is... it wasn't. It wasn't the fact that um, we we did have two no shows our, ourselves, and uh, and the two replacements that they found, uh, Ashley Six and Ethan Wright, mm-hmm. were were good at good replacements at the last minute. Uh, Ashley Six had. Stage advanced stage three Hodgkin's lymphoma. Wow, for about a year, and he beat it, and then he came back. He actually was one of the rest. He teamed up with uh, Elgin back in I forget which one they said. Oh yeah. Um, but Ashley Six is a name that that is that I. Th- thought wasn't going to be good but is really good mm-hmm. um and also sorg you keep you said that you didn't like ethan page when he re- when he debuted as well <laughs> um but i'm i'm an ethan page fan you know i got a little bit of the uh the aim and hype engine going into that one so i i guess my expectations were a little too high 
Um, although I understand you mentioned the, uh, there's, there's this interesting phenomenon. We talk about fan interaction with WWE stuff on the shows lately. Uh, but there was this interesting long boo as he was trying to announce, or as he was trying to cut a promo before or after match. I can't remember, but it was like this one tone boo that the crowd was doing together. And it it wasn't even, it wasn't even the whole crowd. It was just one guy. (laughs) But it's so he was loud and had one tone. Right, right. And also, Ethan Page fan interaction didn't stop there. He went towards another um, a, a lady in the in the crowd, and just went off on that lady. Hmm. So uh, you'll you'll know is who it, I'm is talking it that about. Lady? Is it that lady? It's that lady, Sorg. Oh, God. oh, is this the lady it's, we talked about? The this lady yeah. is it's always lady. getting into it, and I well, I, we talked about Trying the VOW. We talked about the VOW ladies show uh, a couple weeks ago, and I there was no guardrails, no nothing. I swear she was going to walk right up into the ring because she was getting that heated with the girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was that was interesting. Um, and every like everyone da- every match down the line, it was a short one, two, three, four, five, six card ma- six match card. Uh, but every one of them was nonstop untouchable. And props to John McChesney. He wrestled without his ring gear. Sure. He he wrestled in uh, dress socks, which was kind of cool. Um, and even the Night Riders. We I I don't I don't know about the Night Riders. Uh, they're look they're more of a local team with uh, Remy Levy. Levy or Levy? Levy. And Sam Cassidy. Uh, They actually defeated the Founding Fathers, which was a big upset. Um, I don't know what it's going to turn into, but. And also, Joe Rosa was there. Mm -hmm. The VIP himself. (laughs) He brought in a couch, Sorg. Wow. He brought in a couch. For those of you who don't know, uh, Joe Rosa was in IWC before. He then went to uh, OVW and became the VIP Joe Rosa. Okay. And he just brought his VIP lounge to IWC when he came back. Literally, with a moving truck, apparently. So. With a moving truck. Yes. His, From what I understand, the couch has wheels. <laughs> Not 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 our wheels, but actual wheels. And this is um, this is Joe Rosa from his Twitter. Uh, if you mm-hmm. guys recognize him, so. and and also uh, it was made official that um, it the the next paper no no pay per view the next event after Super Indie is going to be an outside venue. What? They're trying to make it an outside venue. Oh wow! For well, it's going to be it's still at White Oak. It, it's just going to be in the ballpark, not in oh. the arena. Oh, so they're like doing a baseball. That's cool. Yeah. And like I said, this 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 has a theme. It seems like sore because mm-hmm. this feels like a lead up to a pay per view. Mm-hmm. This feels like the last week, and you're just trying to build up something spectacular and super indie right now is looking amazing and chris saban rj city uh lewis lewis linden 
P. Williams, All Ego, Ethan Page. They're all in this right now, and there's still more names. There's still uh, three spots to be filled in. Yeah, so. and and the last chance uh, Super Indie Scramble, mm-hmm. the four man the four man match which has now has uh, Ashley Six in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be amazing. Awesome. So go check out. Yeah, and they, the IWC always seems to do okay for if you follow the entire thing. Um, which you know, I also wonder, like, how many people do exclusively follow the thing show to show to show and know what's going on? Thankfully, I think something like the Aftershock show that uh, Plummer puts together is a big help to that. Um, and it's great to see IWC kind of reaching out with their connections with, uh, you know, with Labar and Mark Madden and getting on. I know Chuck was on. Chuck Roberts was on. The promoter was on uh, uh, Trip Live Radio. Uh, uh, leading into the show, so good to see they're reaching that out. Um, although you know, I don't know what that's doing to you know people coming to the shows. You know, can't really tell by those numbers, uh, but you know, still great to see. So um, we have one uh, lost Eamon yet again. <laughs> oh, oh no, Eamon. Uh, but we do have an email uh, uh, where um, um, Alex actually Alex Cars, you know, great Alex Cars does our T-shirts over prowrestlingtees.com slash WMS. If you want to check those out, support the show. Uh, but he dropped us an email that I'm going to pull up here. I was hoping that Eamon would be talking about something else, uh, to Phil while I was, uh, working on this. Uh, but Phil, 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 but no, Alex, Alex was saying, uh, Chikara comes back this weekend, you know, guys. And again, if there's anybody looking to go to Chikara, uh, if it's not too late, I do have a friend selling a ticket. So hit up at Sorgatron on Twitter's. Um, maybe two tickets. I can't recall uh, for that event in East. I think NBA. it was two tickets. He's I trying think to it's sell. two tickets he's trying to sell. So hit me up. I'll connect you, um, and hopefully we can get this guy and get you a ticket to this thing. I don't know if it's sold out. I, I imagine it would be by now. Uh, at this point, but of course, big show. Let me bring up the uh, the site. Uh, Amen. We're talking about Chikara. Chikara's coming back. You have to be it at least a little back. tiny bit excited about this. I am. I'm excited about it. I, I can't view it for uh, for reasons of which I will be working. Uh, but uh, no, Chikara's coming back, uh, making their big turn. I'm super excited about it. I think uh, uh, it's got an interesting lineup uh, for their event on May 25th. Uh, um, hopefully, we'll put some more. Um, uh, I guess meet into these stories uh, that they've been developing over you know the course of the year. Uh, I'm I'm excited for it. I'm excited for this event. Awesome, awesome. Hey, it looks like it's gonna be all the Chikara you love. But they've been doing interesting things. They they interested a, a free ebook called Press Start uh, earlier this week. They've they've had these videos. Uh, uh, they mentioned on on Mayhem Show. Somebody was talking about there was a kind of a I think it's the previously on video that's been released this week. That's the um, the history of Chikara. Uh, so so like this is like a great jumping on point. This is like the Marvel Now and the New Fifty Two of Chikara. I love this. You know, that we can accurately use these comic book analogies with them, and that's what I think makes them so different and so great. They've got that kind of marketing-ish down. And plus, on top of that, the video game's coming back, guys. I heard about that. Uh, it's, really on, it, it, it's, it's on Kickstarter. I put in my money for it. 
Um, I, did. I did it as well. And I think from the update, I'm I think broke. They, yeah, <laughs> they already have the, well, dude, you put your pledge in and it's like the end Just of the, put 10 bucks in. It doesn't come in for, t- actually, it's 10 bucks, that. actually 10 bucks is, uh, gets you the game when it gets it completed. It gets you the game early. So, uh, and it's Rudo Resurrection, and they have a little bit of footage. It's early footage of, of you know, precisely what the game is going to look like and everything. They have a few kind of tech demos, and they talk about, like, what they need in order to finish it. Uh, really well done video uh, talking about the game and what they want to do. This is the same game I saw a trailer for way back in, I think, 2009, was it, that I went to King of Trios? Yeah, is it 2010? Yeah. Uh, yeah that is awesome i i can't wait again doing something around this brand showing you don't have to be big time wwe to do stuff um and, and they have such a rich character you know assortment that they can they can have fun like this from you know you know how is there not a comic book you know i feel like i feel like that's inevitable considering the all the art that exists out there for them so uh great to see that so it's funny because you're talking about chikar guys i got to work with two of them two weeks ago two to three weeks ago in west virginia yeah i got to work with dasher hatfield and uh cordelion yeah that's it thank you (laughs) and i got to i got to work with them and just talking to them how excited they are for what's coming up they're sitting there telling me that you guys have not seen nothing yet they're like you wait we're so excited i'm like good i've enjoyed all the ash videos and uh, Mm -hmm. everything's leading i told them i was like i'm really proud of you guys you did very well so, I mean, they're excited. I know we're excited. So that's a good thing that happened. Yeah. You got to love seeing it. Love seeing something happening, something I growing. Mean, when you start your re- revamping with one of your wrestlers coming through in a uh, DeLorean, you have my attention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know your audience. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Uh, Amen. anything else coming up? We should be interested Coming in. up, uh, did you mention anything about uh, AIW? No. They have their JT Levy Invitational Tournament this weekend on uh, the 23rd and the 24th. Uh, they are going to be doing some really cool stuff there. Uh, Jack Sampson, who we've mentioned before, we've had on the Indie Mayhem show before, uh, he's wrestling Buff Bagwell in the first round. <laughs> wow. I think that's- have you guys watched a video for Jock and Buff? Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's going to be some fun stuff, like sort of showing Jay Gargano against Chris Sabin. Uh, Sanjay Dutt is facing Davey Vega, which I'm very excited about. Big Davey Vega fan, so I think that's going to be a big match. Uh, and it's a two-night tournament. Uh, a lot of really fun stuff there, so I think you should go check them out. Uh, the name's on this, Ohio. man. This is like a, a mix of big names, names from your area, names from this area. Uh, Davey Vega versus Sanjay Dutt, for instance. Uh, Heidi Lovelace against Ricky Shane Page. Veda Scott versus Ethan Page, as you just saw this weekend. Uh, uh, Hashtag uh, all ego. Uh, Jimmy Jacobs and Eric Ryan. Chris Saban and Johnny Gargano. Man. Man. AIW always. That's just the first night, too. So. That's just the first night, yeah. Incredible. Go check them out. AIWrestling.com. Anything else there? Uh, that's all I can think of. Oh, besides that, Spire Wrestling's this weekend, if you haven't heard. Um, 
So, yeah. All right, go check it out. Let's uh, get out of here before uh, we lose Eamon again to the internet. Yes, eating, him, eating his face. Uh, so with that, hey, guys, thanks a lot for joining us. I know we had a few hiccups there. Uh, thanks to Josh Montgomery uh, for uh, joining us on that interview, of course, and whoever else randomly popped into that hangout before. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was so interesting. Um, but, yeah, thanks for hanging with us through all the hiccups there. And, of course, you can check us out. We're over at Wrestling Mayhem Show. Uh, dot com uh, or drop us uh, or check us out on iTunes on Stitcher Spreaker YouTube um, and drop us a line to the email address at goodtimesarrestlingmayhemshow.com 412-206-WMS0 and you can join us here live and see all the havoc uh, at 11pm Eastern Time or 10 p.m. Central Time at live.sorgatronmedia.com. Thanks, uh, uh, Riz and, and, and Wheels, for joining us. Let us know what happened here in Pittsburgh over the weekend in wrestling. Eamon, awesome as usual. Thanks to our guests, and we'll see you guys next week. And let's be sure to support your indie wrestling one way or another. Never said I was a gangster